Hey, it's Gia from NV89. I have Chris Zashi from The Head and the Heart on the phone with me. They're playing tonight at the Grand Sierra Resort in the Grand Ballroom with Hippocampus. Hi, Chris. How you doing? I am well, thank you. I, I I feel like I should be saying um, tall, sociable dude bass player because that's how Rolling Stone referred to you. <laughs> and there's something about that that I find <laughs> endearing. So welcome, tall, sociable dude bass player. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a weird one. I'm kind of an introvert, so I was kind of like a little taken aback by it. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty interesting interview. Pretty smart guy. Um, do you, as an introvert, find that you're an extroverted introvert? Like you'll go and you'll give a thousand percent to something and then you have to lay back and just say, nobody talked to me for 36 hours. <laughs> kind of. I feel like I'm, especially on the road, like my... My personal time is, is pretty sacred, and I think I I get a lot from time alone. But at the same time, like, we're we're in a band and we're performers, and when the time arises where it's showtime, I feel like I can kind of hit a switch and sort of sort of uh, silence that, like, shy inner kid or whatever. That's, right. You know, and you just you learn. I feel like I've, like, through interviews, shows, meet and greets, you kind of just, get more comfortable being sort of up on stage or, or talking about yourself or, um, but yeah, definitely it never came natural to me, but, but getting better at it. Which trying, is the case with so know. many artists. And so I've got to give you a little backstory about how I heard you guys for the very first time. Um, we have a mutual friend in Michael Nance. And for our yeah. listeners, there's a guy named Michael Nance who used to work at Warner Brothers. And he um, is just an amazing human being. I probably don't go a week without speaking to him unless he is, you know, in Belgium or something. And I was in New York City and it was 2009. And it was super rainy outside and an email comes through from Michael Nance and he said, you have to hear this band. There's a great story for me personally behind this band. And it was your demo that you guys sent that um, he was wanting Warner Brothers to sign you. And it was so yeah. magical, especially for that time and space and being in the city and it's pouring down rain and I am listening to your demo and it was, I fell in love with you guys. And when the, which by the way, just as an aside, Michael Nance says to say hi um, <laughs> and I'll you know, pass it all along. So when I was thinking about the name of your band with the head and the heart, I felt like there was almost a, is it head and the heart or is that sort of a, I guess, a stand-in for art versus commerce? Like, is there one that leads you more than the other, your head or your heart? And is there a time when it is art versus commerce for you guys? Well, yeah, the name, the name kind of, it kind of sparked from a more, a more personal place. It was kind of like the idea of like following your passion or doing whatever can like make you enough money to pay your bills. And I think that's kind of when the band really kind of like started gelling was when we all kind of made that decision of like okay we're gonna like quit our jobs and just follow this thing that feels right it's kind of like the, the origin of like the, the name of the band which is a really hard thing to do it's a really hard thing to like turn off rationale and just sort of follow something that you don't know is going to work out and the consequences are kind of large that's where great things Without great, great great risk, there's no great reward, right? So, right. Um, At least that's what the that word on the, the street is. is. That's what the word. That's what the <laughs> wise men say, or whatever. But like, um, 
but it is. And even like, you know, that, that, that same idea does, does continue into like being a band that's been around for a while. And you have to like, you know, you don't want to, you still have to be creative and you still have to like push yourself artistically. And it's a bit at the same time, like we don't want to just be, be a fool about, you know, wasting money and all this stuff. It's kind of, it's in this constant balance of like, how do you be true as an artist to yourself, but also be smart about what's happening around you, you know, be aware. There's just so many bad stories of people that just sort of like tune out any sort of like business or tune out any, and, you know, pass it off to other people and then just end up getting, you know, wiped out in the end or missed, you know, so it's a struggle because you're trying to, you know, you're trying to be a musician and an artist, but there is it's sort of like left brain, right brain. You have to like know when to turn one off and turn one on. And um, it can be hard sometimes. And with the change up in the band, with Josiah being on a hiatus, is that you know, turning it on and off? Did that, how did that affect this tour? How does it affect? I mean, obviously, you've got, you know, somebody else in his place. But how did it affect songwriting? Yeah. I mean, the how did this come to pass? Is it something that is going to, you know, Ray's going to come back and join you guys for a while? Any surprises in store for us? What's what's going on there? It's kind of just, and it's always an evolving, evolving thing. Any any band, even if it's the same original members, as people grow, relationships change, musical tastes change. I feel like we're we're constantly evolving how we communicate, how we play together, what what our interests are. Um, obviously, losing a, a, a human being is a huge, you know, mix-up in that in that whole dichotomy. But um, and so with a, with a new person coming in, I mean, it's it's it was is a huge blow for sure. But that's part of like being in the band is you just you're constantly evolving and you're you know okay so this this one leg of the table's gone so we have to like put more strength in these other legs or you kind of just it's 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 kind of survival at some point where you just you have to be able to move on you know and is there a point where you guys were it's like okay we're friends making music together but now we're co-workers making music together and and because you're talking about the evolution of something like that and taste changing and people evolving but does it still feel like you're a bunch of friends getting together to make music or has it come back to that because i know there was a bit of time you know that you guys spent apart yeah honestly it's a little bit of both there's times when we were writing where it's just like felt so seamless and easy and it's just like those are those magical feelings but then like with anything or like with any song some songs just come so easy and they're just like like misconnection was one of those songs that just it felt like there was only one way to play it and we knew how to play it like within five minutes it's like okay okay we wrote it like great we have a song now and then there's songs like see you through my eyes which is the first song in the record that took so much work to figure out. I think we recorded like five different versions, demos of it, just like had such a hard time with it. And that's kind of the same thing with relationships. Like sometimes the the way you work and the way you're communicating is just firing on all cylinders and you just feel like there's just no resistance at all. But there's other times where, you know, there's different ideas or people are going through something and it's just, it's kind of, there's no, there's no like one definition of, of how we interact or how we work. It's just kind of this, it's always, it's always kind of been like a co-op of sorts. That's kind of how the band started originally. It was kind of just 
people coming and going a little bit, and like whatever feels good, let's do that. And I feel like we still have to like follow those early instincts, you know. Do you guys ever? When obviously you've been on the road so much, and you've played with so many different artists. And when you're talking about the songwriting process, have you ever heard of another band's process and thought, "Oh, we totally have to try that"? Like, you know. Like, I don't know, going to Burning Man and going to each camp and have it be like Foo Fighters and Sonic Highways, but suddenly you're doing it at Burning Man, which I know is not a legitimate question, really, in the grand scheme of things. But is there something that is that you've ever heard of another artist doing and you thought, oh, that would be a cool way to dig into something or tap into something that we hadn't previously thought of? Yeah, we, I mean, for the initial writing on, on this record, um, we went out to Joshua Tree for about a month and it wasn't like necessarily any particular band, but it was sort of like the collective like consciousness of what Joshua Tree is, sort of this like sort of free for all of ideas where literally you like can shed your skin and, and arise like a new human being. It's just like the the freedom of a place like that and like like you just look around the houses and it's all just like homemade, like junk statues in the yard. There's a really freeing thing about Joshua Tree. And that was like a very, a very intentional trip that we took because we wanted to sort of start over. Because we, we, you know, Josiah wasn't there. Maddie was going to be riding with us. It was like, okay, we can't just, we can't just come in business as usual and assume everything's going to be normal or the same. Like it's going to be different. So why don't we set ourselves up in a place that sort of promotes free thinking, promotes just like wild ideas, and that's where we started. And that's kind of like, I don't know if there's a specific band that ever did that, but if you think about U2 Joshua Tree record, or you think about like Graham Parsons in the desert, like you just conjures up like a freedom that I think we were looking for. And I think, I think we found. It is, it is an absolutely magical place to spend time for sure. And so if someone took time away from the head and the heart and they like didn't really pay attention to the last record, maybe they haven't really listened since let's be still, what is it about living Mirage that would surprise them? If anything would be surprising. Is it, what's, what's different about this album than previous works? I think I think we just explored a little more, and we kind of got a little bit out of a, a little bit of a, of a hole. We maybe not hole we dug ourselves, but I think we we just let ourselves follow what was happening, follow what felt good, and didn't didn't constrain ourselves to having to write this type of song or that type of song. Um, same with sonically, I feel like we just brought in sounds that were felt a little more relevant to us. That might not have, you know, worked on a on a previous record. I also think the songwriting. I feel like John got a little more. He kind of he, he can he can he, he knows that he can kind of write the same song a million times. He, he has like his wheelhouse. And I feel like this record, he really like sort of expanded like what songwriting meant to him, and the fact that he could write sort of from these different perspectives. And yeah, so the songs I feel like are some of the best songs that we have, let alone like I feel like the way we recorded them and who we recorded them with. And I think it's, I would say it's my favorite record. I know it's, you know, most people say that about their newest record, but I, I think it is mine. It's, yeah, it's just a, 
It's a more like complex record, I think, than what we've we've made in the past. And as far as complex goes, of course, I'm going to go to, I think my favorite song on the record is Brenda. There's something about it that is just brings a smile yes. to my face. And I, I love it. And I hope you guys are going to play it tonight. If not for yourselves, then certainly for me, even if it's in a back room and not on stage, <laughs> just like, oh, she really wanted this and we're just going to make it happen and she'll know. Um, so as far as the new um, stage stuff goes, it's like the first time you rolled over to a set design. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. We were just trying to We feel like we felt like we had sort of made a pretty solid statement with, with the record and we wanted to be able to travel with these songs and sort of present them in a way that would make sense to like how the album feels. And so we thought just doing a little bit more maybe than we did before, um, just being able to like sort of play the movie of the song kind of, you know, um, and Brenda's like one of those songs too. Like we, we have been playing it and we'll probably play it tonight because we've all been really, I will give you a dollar to play it tonight. A whole <laughs> extra dollar. Um, I'll make it happen. <laughs> it just, it sort of, it caters to like to some imagery and some lighting. It's just like, there's something about it that we probably couldn't have pulled off before with a more stripped down stage. So I think that's kind of, that kind of goes for a lot of these new songs where it just really, it really helps to have just a little bit of extra movement and, um, and it was fun. It was fun. It's a fun process to like collaborate with other artists, whether it's a producer or um, set designer, or it's just collaboration is like one of the best things about art. You know? Well, so and with the set design, fun. obviously the um, the you know experience for the audience is going to be different because it isn't just stripped down. But is it different for you guys? Does it affect how you guys play at all? Is it choreographed? Do you have line dancers? Do you have like high kicks? No. <laughs> Although there is a moment in one, in one of the songs where I've been doing a little bit of line dancing on stage. Right. So discreetly. There you go. Winking at one of our crew members. I know. I know. Um, no, I mean, there's still, there's still like, what, what makes a great performer, a great show is spontaneity. And that's one thing that we haven't tried to like squash. Even though there's, you know, there's more lights and there's more stuff. I think we still internally promote this sense of like, like just try some stuff, try and fail. And that's part of art. And that's part of growing is to like put yourself out there and see what happens. So we've been, we've been, especially with like a little more put together of a stage, we've been more so promoting people to explore, explore and try new things and, don't feel like you have to stand in one place and do the thing or um so it's been it's it's been nice i feel like it's a good counter to sort of a more uh i guess put together stage the fact that like people are feeling even more freedom to step outside of it that's so cool i'm so eager to see you guys tonight all of us here at nv 89r and our listeners and i just want to thank you so much for coming along and you know giving us a few minutes of your time to chat with me and to have our listeners hear about what to expect tonight at the Grand Sierra Resort in the Grand Ballroom. The new album from Head in the Heart is Living Mirage. It's out on Warner Music. You're playing with Hippocampus. I hope you guys enjoy your day here in Reno. I love Reno, so I am so happy to be here. And 
I, yeah, I can't wait for tonight. That is the best answer you could have given. Chris, thank you so, so much. <laughs> thank you. No, I appreciate it. All right. Have a great yeah. evening. You too. Yeah, Bye. thank you. All right. There we go. Thank you. So great. Thank you so much. So Michael Nance, when he was telling me, because I, I, I don't know if you know about him and Kenny and, and them being oh, in yeah. the ministry together or whatever. And so he just goes yeah. on about, oh, you know, Kenny's dad, he's an apologist too now. So it, anyway, I he wanted me to make sure to say hello to you and give you That's his so cool. His it's, such a, it, it's such a bizarre story of like, like, he was probably like one of the first people like outside of our friends to like hear that song. Right. And then just to like hear his like feedback and be like, Holy shit. Like, and then, and then we had a, uh, at the time there was a, a, a Warner rep, um, Perry Watts Russell. He, I, I worked with Perry Watts Russell. Like, yeah. I worked okay. with him at Capitol. I was a product manager at yeah. Capitol. And I did video okay. promotion at Warner brothers. Great. So I know all those kids. Okay. Dude, he was so great. He came to a show really early on in Portland, and we had like literally one of the worst shows we've ever had. Like <laughs> things were breaking. It was ter- it was pretty terrible, and it was such. But it was like it was the best thing that ever could have happened to us because after the show, he's like, "Man, well, I love I love the demo, and I would almost sign you just on this demo, but you guys need to learn how to play. <laughs> so, so go out, book as many shows as you possibly can, and just get better and like." I'll come back in three months and we'll, you know, which was like a devastating, but then B it really, it got us to like get a, get a uh, rehearsal room. And we literally practiced like it was full-time job. Like we practiced five days a week writing, just rehearsing. It really like sparked this fire and it's all, you know, it's all that Mike Nance, like trying to like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool. I feel like and every time we see him, there's like that connection of like, oh man, you're like the number one first person to like have faith in something. You know, it's it's incredible. He he and I were talking once, and he was um, he was just like, God, I should probably just go and manage them. I love them so much. And I and when he said that, I thought, wow, that I've got to pay attention to this. And so when he sent the files to me, it was. Like, really, I'm not saying it because I'm nice, because I'm not nice, I'm honest. And that's it, it was really magical listening to that. And I, I, I'm so happy you guys have him in your lives so you can always turn to him because he's great. And Perry, because I think Perry is just a fantastic human being. He's really great. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So smart. And, like, we kind of, like, kind of lost touch in the last couple of years but i feel like we've always kind of like run into him one way or the other and it's just one of those like it's like one of those bonds of like having like a childhood friend you know what i mean like, right they, they've seen you when you were like going through like puberty or something it's, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a bond you don't forget you know that's so cool. I'm just I'm so happy it worked out. I just think the world of you guys. And I think actually this has still been recording um, while we've been talking. So is it okay with you if I use the Perry story in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This all right. Because I would rather have conversations like this than do the interview stuff. Because interviews, like that's one thing, but conversations, especially when there's a connection, um, you know, to a person yeah. and and you know, wayward ministries. How do you not talk about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. So great. Um, well, I'm really looking forward 
to seeing you later on. I, I, I mean that. And I, again, thank you so much for hanging out and, you know, go Perry Watts, Russell and Michael Nance. <laughs> no, I've been, I, I, and I'm like, no joke. Like I love Reno. I don't know. It's like a, I just kind of love it here. I've been like looking forward to this for like a week. Just, oh, like, good. Counting down. I, I don't know what, if it's, I've spent a little bit of time here. Like I've camped a little bit outside of town a couple of times. Like, just, I don't know. Something great about it. I just, I'm truly like, a, if you ask anyone in our band, I've just been like talking it up for a week now. Just like, oh, I can't hear right now. Come on. That's so cool. Man, I can't I, wait to go downtown, walk I, around a little bit. I have seen you guys. This is Milena. Sorry to Milena's jump in. a program director. She's in here. I've seen you in Reno several times, and I feel like you really do love it. I've always said that. I'm like, <laughs> there's something special about Reno and the head and the heart. That makes me so, ooh. Do you, have you guys been able I to go it. up? Do you have any time like to go to the lake or anything? Yeah, or you're you kicking just... him out of Reno to tell him to top out Tahoe? He no, just right. Reno. <laughs> no, I want you to love Reno. Love us. I think we've had, we've had a couple of those conversations where like, someone's like, oh, man, Tahoe. It's like, Tahoe, man, come on. Yeah, Reno, man, Reno, real. <laughs> Reno, Reno is it. totally real, and it's evolved so much. I'm sure even since the first time you guys showed up here, because it took me a minute to learn to love it, and now I absolutely love it. And sometimes people would be like, "Oh, you live in Reno? I'm sorry." I'm like, "Yep, yeah, you just keep apologizing for that, because we know." Reno 911. Yeah, Reno 911. Everybody thinks that you know the cops wear short shorts, and we have palm trees everywhere. Alas, here we are. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, I hope next time you guys oh, are in man, town, you come hang out over here, and it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be great. She's got the extra room. Yeah, I have a guest house, and I have the Michael Nansen, Perry Watts, Russell, Susan Leon, Lori Feldman, Liz Lewis. I've got the connections. All the people will tell you, not entirely insane. So you've got a safe place to be anytime you're in town. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> like all those people are going to vouch for me. <laughs> All right, go enjoy Reno. This is going to air in cool. five o'clock so hour. Much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Really. Yeah, it was great. Thank you so yeah. much, Chris. All right, thank you. Yeah. Uh, bye. All right, bye now.